Chapter 40 of The Way of Perfection by St. Teresa of Avila. This is a Discerning Hearts recording read by Chris McGregor. The Way of Perfection by St. Teresa of Avila. Translated and edited by E. Allison Pierce. Show us then, O good master, some way in which we may live through this most dangerous warfare without frequent surprise. The best way that we can do this, daughters, is to use the love and fear given us by his majesty. For love will make us quicken our steps, while fear will make us look where we are setting our feet, so that we shall not fall on a road where there are so many obstacles. Along that road, all living creatures must pass, and if we have these two things, we shall certainly not be deceived. You will ask me how you can tell if you really have these two very, very great virtues. You are right to ask, for we can never be quite definite and certain about it. If we were sure that we possess love, we should be sure that we are in a state of grace. But you know, sisters, there are some indications that are, are in no way secret, but so evident that even a blind man, as people say, could see them. You may not wish to heed them, but they cry so loud for notice that they make quite an uproar. For there are not many who possess them to the point of perfection, and thus they are the more readily noticed. Love and fear of God. These are the two strong castles whence we can wage war on the world and on the devils. Those who really love God, love all good, seek all good, help forward all good, praise all good, and invariably join forces with good men and help and defend them. They love only truth and things worthy of love. Do you think it possible that anyone who really and truly loves God can love vanities, riches, worldly pleasures, or honors? Can he engage in strife or feel envy? No, for his only desire is to please the beloved. Such persons die with longing for him to love them, and so they will give their lives to learn how they may please him better. Will they hide their love? No, if their love for God is genuine love, they cannot. Why, think of St. Paul or the Magdalene. One of these, St. Paul, found in three days that he was sick with love. The Magdalene discovered this on the very first day. And how certain of it they were. For there are degrees of love for God which shows itself in proportion to its strength. If there is little of it, it shows itself but little. If there is much, it shows itself a great deal. But it always shows itself whether little or much, provided it is real love for God. But to come to what we are chiefly treating of now, the deceptions and illusions practiced against contemplatives by the devil, such souls have no little love. For had they not a great deal, they would not be contemplatives. So their love shows itself plainly and in many ways. Being a great fire, it cannot fail to give out a very bright light. If they have not much love, they should proceed with many misgivings and realize that they have great cause for fear. 
and they should try to find out what is wrong with them. Say their prayers, walk in humility, and beseech the Lord not to lead them into temptation, into which I fear they will certainly fall unless they bear this sign. But if they walk humbly and strive to discover the truth and do as their confessor bids them and tell him the plain truth, then the Lord is faithful. And by using the very means with which he had thought to give them death, the devil will give them life with however many fantasies and illusions he tries to deceive them. If they submit to the teaching of the church, they need not fear. Whatever fantasies and illusions the devil may invent, he will at once betray his presence. But if you feel this love for God, which I have spoken of, and the fear which I will now describe, you may go on your way with happiness and tranquility. In order to disturb the soul and keep it from enjoying these great blessings, the devil will suggest to it a thousand false fears and will persuade other people to do the same. For if he cannot win souls, he will at least try to make them lose something. And among the losers will be those who might have gained greatly had they believed that such great favors bestowed upon so miserable a creature come from God and that it is possible for them to be thus bestowed, for sometimes we seem to forget his past mercies. Do you suppose that it is of little use to the devil to suggest these fears? No. It is most useful to him, for there are two well-known ways in which he can make use of these means to harm us, to say nothing of others. First, he can make those who listen to him fearful of engaging in prayer because they think they will be deceived. Secondly, he can dissuade many from approaching God who, as I have said, see that he is so good that he will hold intimate converse with sinners. Many such souls think he will treat them in the same way, and they are right. I myself know certain persons inspired in this way who began the habit of prayer and in a short time became truly devout and received great favors from the Lord. Therefore, sisters, when you see someone to whom the Lord is granting these favors, praise him fervently. Yet do not imagine that she is safe, but aid her with more prayer, for no one can be safe in this life amid the engulfing dangers of this stormy sea. Wherever this love is, then you will not fail to recognize it. I do not know how it could be concealed, for they say that it is impossible for us to hide our love even for creatures, and that the more we try to conceal it, the more clearly it is revealed. And yet this is so worthless that it hardly deserves the name of love, for it is founded upon nothing at all. It is loathsome, indeed, to make this comparison. How then could a love like God's be concealed? So strong, so righteous, continually increasing, never seeing cause for ceasing to manifest itself and resting upon the firm foundation of the love which is of its reward. As to the reality of this reward, there can be no doubt, for it is manifest in our Lord's great sorrows his trials, the shedding of his blood, and even the loss of his life. Certainly, then, 
There is no doubt as to this love. It is indeed love and deserves that name of which worldly vanities have robbed it. God help me. How different must the one love be from the other to those who have experience of both. May his majesty be pleased to grant us to experience this before he takes us from this life. For it will be a great thing at the hour of death. When we are going, we know not whether, to realize that we will be judged by one whom we have loved above all things, and with a passion that makes us certainly forget ourselves. Once our debts have been paid, we shall be able to walls in safety. We shall not be going into a foreign land, but into our own country, for it belongs to him whom we have loved so truly, and who himself loves us. For this love of his, besides its other properties, is better than all earthly affection in that if we love him, we are quite sure that he loves us too. Remember, my sisters, the greatness of the gain which comes from this love and of our loss if we do not possess it. For in that case, we will be delivered into the hands of the tempter, hands so cruel and so hostile to all that is good and so friendly to all that is evil. What will become of the poor soul when it falls into these hands after emerging from all the pains and trials of death? How little rest it will have, how it will be torn as it goes down to hell, what swarms and varieties of serpents will it meet? How dreadful is that place? How miserable that lodging. Why, a pampered person, and most of those who go to hell are that, can hardly bear to spend a single night in a bad inn. What then will be the feelings of that wretched soul when it is condemned to such an inn as this and has to spend eternity there? Let us try not to pamper ourselves, daughters. We are quite well off here. There is only a single night for us to spend in this bad end. Let us praise God and strive to do penance in this life. How sweet will be the death of those who have done penance for all their sins and have not to go to purgatory. It may be they will begin to enjoy glory even in this world and will know no fear but only peace. Even if we do not attain this, sisters, let us beseech God that if in due course we must suffer these pains, it may be with a hope of emerging from them. Then we shall suffer them willingly and lose neither the friendship nor the grace of God. May he grant us these in this life so that we may not unwittingly fall into temptation. <laughs> 